Hi, and welcome to SheQuest Podcast, a radio show that will help you not only claim your awareness around the concept of power, body, beauty, voice, and the arts of your life, but truly embody it. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. You are here to widen your lens on the unfiltered and uncurated conversation we have in my SheQuest membership program. And best yet, you'll get real life, tangible tools to stay real and true to you. Each season, we will interview incredible, knowledgeable guests and You'll educate and uplift as we strive to live whole and not perfect. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest. Uh, welcome to SheQuest Podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. I wanted this series of episodes to be a flashlight in the side of the mother we never talked about. I wanted to discuss the different ways we relate to the mother in our projection to food. I wanted to address the epidemic of eating disorders and diet fads. I want to dive deep in what eating disorders are really saying about personally about the repressed feminine co coming to life. How can we become our own mothers and nourish all dimensions of our bodies, minds, and breath? Our guests this month have something to say about intuitive and mindful eating, body confidence, and the opportunity for a spiritual opening within those challenges. So excited for today's guest. Kayla Short is an award-winning Canadian blogger, columnist, and TV personality. Trained as a teacher, Kayla loves to inspire confidence in everything she does. As a full-time blogger, she's worked with big and small brands alike. As a writer, Kayla has con contributed to Offington Post, Fashion Magazine, Flair Magazine, and Profile Halifax, to name a few. As a multifaceted creative, Kayla loves documenting her adventures in food, fashion, beauty, and travel with an ever-informative lens. Kayla is also proud of her work as a seasoned guest expert for CTV, Global, and CBC. With a commitment for authentic growth, she's traveled from province to province, sharing her extensive knowledge for social media and online marketing. For her continued work and commitment for inspiring confidence, positivity, and kindness, Kayla was chosen as one of Offington Post's top 50 Canadians, and she's been extremely humbled by her numerous award from the Coast Reader's Choice Awards for Best Blogger right here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm so excited to have you on. Hi, Kayla. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's so glad. Thank you for your time. And I always start with the same question here at SheQuest. Uh, what makes you feel alive today? I would say, honestly, just waking up. I know that that sounds kind of silly, but I think um, we'll get into it. But I've been through a lot in my life, and I think that every day is a gift and is an opportunity. And so, you know, as soon as you open your eyes in the morning, that's when I feel alive. <laughs> 
I love that. Just to wake up. Just to wake up. (laughs) It's so simple, but it's true. Yes, I love it. And before we dive deep in your work as a blogger and stylist and author, um, and I know, you know, I've said your bio, which was really like professional, but, um, you know, I'm really having you here kind of, I want to talk about like body confidence and we've talked about this kind of just more privately, you and I, but how kind of in our work more in the public eye, you know, kind of keep having to keep showing us, even though we feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, here at SheQuest, we call it My She Story, and it's kind of ever evolving. So you'd like to share it with you, kind of like where you come from, where you grew up, and who who you are kind of personally like leading up to right now. (laughs) Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Cape Breton in a, you know, tiny little town of Sydney Mines. And I, um, I moved to Halifax to go to school. So I came to Dalhousie to do a degree in uh, literature. But actually, when I came to school, I had no idea what I wanted to do, like zero clue. And I always say that I try to give myself a free pass because the job that I'm doing right now didn't exist. It wasn't even a thing when I went to university. So, you know, I I went to school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I chose to do a literature degree because there were some really cool courses and I was super interested in the subject matter. So I did that and, you know, ended up doing really well eventually. And then I went to school uh, to be a teacher after that because that just seemed like the natural thing to do. And I was working at daycare and tutoring and TAing and teaching dance and doing all the things. So it just seemed to like make sense. But I didn't love it. (laughs) I found it really hard, um, obviously, with a voice like mine. And I was like 23 at the time. So I looked like them. I sounded like them. And I'm definitely not a super authoritative person. And nor do I really want to be. It's just not really in my nature. So I didn't love it. And then I kind of started blogging while I was teaching and actually my boyfriend was the one that built my website which is so cool and he like handed it over to me I had no idea what a blog was but I was like knee deep in it already and it kind of took over my life in like the best way possible and you know to go back to sort of that like she quest mentality if you knew me in uh junior high school or in high school I was so shy like I I wouldn't get in photos with my friends I hardly have any memories of me in junior high school because I refused to get in photos because I was so painfully shy and now I just think I mean anyone who sees what I do for a living now probably would never believe that you know that I used to be that person um and I think it's so interesting that we we can change and we can, you know, really morph into who we are because I also was that little girl. When I was a little girl, I used to take, um, my sister and I used to take Polaroid pictures of each other. We'd get like dressed up in outfits and then we would like take pictures of each other like all day long. There's like bags and bags and bags of all these Polaroids from when we were kids. And then there's like, right? I know, like fashion bloggers from day one. And then there's like this blip in junior high school when I think, you know, we all kind of like start to realize that people can see us and then we freak out. Um, Then there's like nothing. And then now my life has gone back to that little girl with the Polaroids again, which makes me so happy because obviously that's who I am. Oh, there's 
There's so much to touch on there, but you're right. This is totally like the essence of Shikwes, like first and that like remembering like your little girl, like look how close you are to her now. Right? <laughs> I, I like <laughs> I shared it a while ago. Um, it was like a picture of me and I was like eight years old and I was like at church and I had like a mic on and like I looked at that picture. I'm like, oh my God, like that's what I do today. Like it's the same thing or like me and my like figure skating outfit and it's like, oh my God, I'm still so close to her. And I like, that's something I'm really proud about are you proud about that a hundred percent and honestly you talking about it like literally gives me goosebumps I think it's the most like raw and pure thing you know like when we're kids we're so unapologetic about who we are and I think something happens to us as we get older and I don't know what it is if it's like external voices or pressures or just life and school and all of those things but like we really do kind of lose that a little bit. And so I think anytime that you can like tap back into her, I think is beautiful. Oh, I love that. And like, so, and the Polaroids, that's such, that's the best. And then also I've heard you just in um, social setting. I love how you're like, you talk about your voice and you're, you're so funny, like about it. Like, I feel you've really learned to like, like you, you talk about your voice, like, do you, do you feel like, like you've learned to be so comedic about it? A hundred percent. I think like, <laughs> I like when you have a voice like mine, what else, what <laughs> other options are there? <laughs> you have to lean into it because A, it's not going anywhere and it's how you communicate with the world. So like, if you can't accept that, and move forward, then I don't know how you can do anything. You know what I mean? Think about it. Your job is literally your voice. hundred <laughs> percent. And like I always something. say that it like works for me because it is so unique and it's so distinct that people yes. recognize it right away, which is incredible. I love this so much. And like that too, like is, I mean, I've interviewed so many people now and it's like, really a recurring theme how like our almost like our deepest wound and I don't know if your voice was ever like kind of like a a a challenge or an obstacle oh no it still is I mean like if I ever get any kind of like you know quote-unquote hate messages or things in my dms then that's usually what it's about um I had one not that long ago that said that I sounded like a weird baby (laughs) which I think I'm like 99% sure that this girl who sent this message, I don't think she wanted to send the message to me because she referred to me as she. So she was like, why does she sound like a weird baby? So I think she meant to send the message to somebody else, but it was Mm. like 4am and maybe she had a couple cocktails and she accidentally Mm. sent it to me. And I was like, I mean, it, of course, we're human beings, it's going to hurt our feelings. And I mean, maybe I do sound like a weird baby. But that's what that's the card I was dealt. And unfortunately, (laughs) I can't do anything about it. And I think 
it's that's what makes us unique and that's what makes us special and I might sound like a weird baby but maybe your voice is like super sexy and raspy and that fits your identity and how great is that you know that that represents you and I can't imagine that voice on me it just wouldn't match (laughs) thank you thank you so much for talking that and I actually I'm curious I'm totally going like off script here but um how do you deal with the trolls and the like the, yeah the how did you call it like the is it hate mail Can yeah you- the haters <laughs> haters gonna hate um I mean thankfully I don't get too much of it um I mean I'm sure like you we have amazing people who follow us and normally what happens if I ever really get like hate messages it's often when um say like a big company like Tim Hortons that I'm working with shares my content and then it's exposed to all these other people who don't normally follow me and then they might say things. Uh, Yeah, YouTube can definitely be a little bit more intense or like TikTok just because it's a bit more anonymous. But I try to remind myself that, you know, happy people aren't out to hurt other people. So if someone is sending me a message like that, they're A, either trying to get a reaction out of me, or B, they're not happy with themselves. And so they're projecting all of those feelings about themselves onto me. And I kind of, I try to give them grace and understanding and, um, just kind of let it go. But you know, we have our days. And if I'm already having a bad day, or you know, everything's going wrong, it's one of those days. And then I read a message like that, then it's like, of course, it bums me out. I'm a human being, I can't, like, I wish I cared less. But unfortunately, I can't, it's just not in my nature. Um, and I think that because I care so much, it helps me in other ways. And it makes me who I am and all of those things. So I probably wouldn't change it. But yeah, it depends. It depends on the day, honestly. Uh, I uh, have you read the book Shrill? No, it's a short book. I uh, the name of the author escapes me now. I'll send it to you. But um, she her book just talks about like internet trolls and uh, like I mean she would get this most like hateful things right. Um, anyways, her and it's a be- the beautiful journey of her like at the end basically being like really sad for those people that would like and like almost like seeing like just how much hurt they they are in exactly and I think you have to look at it from that perspective like yes which is so hard in the moment right like oh my gosh yeah negative stick like you're helping all these people and then you get like one comment and like that's what sticks it's like drives me nuts sometimes I know I know and I think it's because we can kind of have those conversations with ourselves you know it's easy to get into that conversation in our own minds and then if that's then reinforced by the outside world I think that's when everything just comes crumbling down and it's so easy to get into that conversation with yourself to be like see you were right. You were right all along. And everyone else thinks so too. And it definitely puts you in this sort of like toxic mindset. But you do sort of have to have that, you know, the flip side conversation with yourself and be like, you know what? No, this is one person. This is a reflection of where they are. And you know what? I know that what I'm doing is a good thing. And I have to believe that. 
And actually, so what you're doing right now, like tell us a bit more about your work and perhaps, you know, for the subject of this radio show about like body confidence and your relationship with like your body, given you're such a, you know, it's, you know, you're on like, you're at McMack Mall, you say you work with Tim Martins and like, so what has that been like, you know, just recently? I think we'd have to kind of go back to sort of some stuff that happened to me in high school. So um, a lot of people don't know, or maybe some people do, but when I was in high school, I was hit by a car and it was really bad. I broke my collarbone, my shoulder blade, my ankle. So not, I wasn't in a car accident. I was actually hit by a car, which is usually kind of confusing to people because that doesn't happen that often. I was crossing a crosswalk. I was going to a high school dance with my friend and she got hit first. And then I got hit second. I flew 85 feet in the air. I was unconscious. Like, out of school for almost two months and I was in grade 11. And so that's like a super formative year for your school. And so it was just a mess. But what I think it taught me obviously is that you kind of like the things, the way that I looked, it didn't matter as much as getting through it. And I needed to just get through it and get better and feel better. And so you kind of change your perspective of like caring so much about what you look to, okay, what can my body do for me? And how can I celebrate and honor my body and nurture my body so that I'm able to actually do the things that I love to do? So Mm -hmm. I'm constantly in this battle with myself of appreciating it for the things that it does rather than how it looks. And I think that helps me with being on camera and doing all the things. And not to mention, I would rather do those things and do them rather than not do them because I was scared, you know? Yeah. Because I think that's where your regrets are. I think when you hold yourself back because, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'll do this when I lose 10 pounds or, oh, I'll do this when, you know, I get my Botox or whatever stuff that's going on, then you're constantly holding yourself back from doing the things that you want to do. And I just think like, that's, that's the saddest thing, because life is happening and life is going on around you and you're waiting. And for what? What does it matter? Why does it matter? You know, if you're a size two or 22, you know, like show up, and be all of who you are. I think that's the most beautiful thing we can do. Do you think that like when you had your accident, like the relationship with your body just became so much different? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, not to say that happened overnight because it, it was hard and I went through a lot for a long time. It definitely didn't like, it wasn't like a switch that flipped. Like I had to do the work and I definitely spent a lot of time in therapy and, um, just like trying to work it out because I was really angry at the world for a while because I couldn't understand why this had happened to me. And, you know, every day became such a struggle. I couldn't even sit up in a bed by myself. I couldn't even go to the bathroom by myself. I was like in grade 11 and my mom had to like help me in the shower and in the bathtub and like, you're so embarrassed. 
Yeah. Like your mom, you don't want your mom seeing you at that point, right? So mm-hmm. like, it was hot. It was hard, and it got ugly for a bit. But I think as I got older, and the more that I worked through it, and then also the more that I got my independence back, I appreciated it so much more. And people are always like, Kayla, you're so positive. Like, why are you so happy all the time? And I honestly think it's because I spent that time literally doing nothing. Like, I got hurt at a time where there wasn't cell phones, there wasn't um, laptop computers. So I had no way to talk to my friends or do anything. Like I literally watched movies all day long. (laughs) That was like at my disposal. So now I'm like, oh, I get to leave the house or I get to see this beautiful sunset. Like I, I do appreciate it because I know the alternative, you know? I wonder sometimes if like, you know, do you remind yourself of, of that? Like, I feel like to gain that much of an appreciation, like, you know, it's when like something breaks that like, oh, we're truly grateful when it's like not broken, you know, like, 100%. I don't know, I feel like yeah, can you know, like, can you have like a deep appreciation? Like, I don't know if something like that hasn't happened to you. Like, I'm just kind of just brain, like, just Of think. course. I think you can. I think you, but you have to work at it. So yeah. I think it's, you know, I'm sure you talk about all of these things, but, you know, with, like, gratitude journaling or just kind of, like, flipping the script in your mind, you know? So yeah. say you're out at a barbecue with your friends and family and it's maybe you're wearing, like, a tight dress or something and it's all you can think about is, like, you feel uncomfortable in this tight dress and it's all that's on your mind. You kind of have to, like, stop yourself and be like, okay, wait, what else am I grateful for in this moment? Like, oh, I get to see my grandma. I haven't seen her in so long or oh, isn't this amazing that so-and-so can decorate cakes like this and it's so beautiful and so yummy and they worked so hard and I'm going to honor her by enjoying that together. And it's not about me in this dress. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of have to find those things. But of course, the negativity stuff creeps back in. But I think you have to constantly work at it and remind yourself. And eventually, I think it becomes more second nature the more that you do it. And um, of course, we fall off the wagon every now and then, and it's really easy to get into a negative mindset, and that's fine. Like, we can't be positive all of the time, but as long as you kind of, like, pick yourself back up again, and we're like, okay, yep, we're doing this again. <laughs> we're work- working on it again, and it's going to get better, you know? I didn't know this about you until you told me, but um, do you think, like, personally, like, do you keep your accident kind of close? To you, um, like in moments where, or I, so it's so long ago now. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it's close to 20 years ago, but wow. I do still have issues that I deal with pretty much on a regular basis. So I'm constantly going to like the osteopath and doing massage and just like handling all of that stuff. So it is kind of top of mind in terms of like my pain management and, um, I think that sort of impacts how I feel because if I have a good day and I'm feeling great, then I'm like carpe diem, we're doing all the things. (laughs) But I kind of have to pace myself too because I can end up um, doing more harm than good for sure. Can we speak with your relationship with like just your body and 
food, I guess, in general? Yeah, I mean, I think like all women, I've definitely struggled in that department. And, you know, there's so much emphasis on the way that we look and the things that we're doing. Um, But for me, I try, again, going back to like focusing on my body and what it does for me, I try to fuel my body with good things from the perspective that like from a healing perspective so I know that if I'm eating garbage or I'm not really you know drinking enough water or maybe I'm drinking too much wine which yeah hashtag COVID (laughs) we all did that (laughs) then I feel crappy right so I kind of have that relationship where I'm like okay well how does this food make me feel rather than you know um holding myself back from not eating bad food as like a punishment, you know what I mean? So I try to think like, oh, green leafy vegetables, they're so good for me. And I feel so good when I eat them. And I feel so good when I'm kind of like on the right track. But I'm also not going to deprive myself from having, you know, those yummy experiences too, because life is way too short. (laughs) Don't I know it? (laughs) I was really excited to ask you this question. Um, Like in terms of you know, feeling good. And like, I know this is something I share in my workshops a lot. And I don't know, I never know if I reach enough people, but like, I know because I've had to take so much pictures of myself just for the work that I do, that almost has created, um, like before I was kind of thrown off every time I would like see pictures of myself, you know, I'd be like, oh no, like didn't want to take pictures and stuff. And now I just, I kind of care less. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, do you know, and like, so, and I'm I'm wondering, like, I feel because I've had to take so many pictures and stuff, like, I've been able to see myself just that much more clearly and what I look at now, like, I love it more, like, I, but I just, it's been almost through like an exposure, exposure type. Um, yeah, like process. over and over, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, do you want to speak about that too? Because like, I bet you like, for you, even more you, like with all the brands you work with and like McMack Mall and all this stuff. Like, do you want to talk to us about that? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I think that I really want to like emphasize all of us showing up imperfectly. Like I would rather, like I always say done is better than perfect. Like I would rather do it and it not be perfect than never have done it at all. So you know, obviously with COVID, things are a little squishier than they used to be. And I'm getting older. (laughs) So like, that's a thing. Um, And I'm normally super active because normally I do like 25 dance classes a week. And with COVID, obviously, I couldn't do that. And I'm such a social exerciser. Like I love doing fitness classes. I love doing yoga. And I love, you know, the chit chat before I love the chit chat after. And you just don't really get that when you're at home. So I, I, I totally got off track. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that it's important that we that we show up anyway. So, you know, sometimes I'll take pictures and I'm like, Oh, I don't know how I feel like my belly looks kind of chunky here. Or, you know, there's like a little roll happening here. But I'm like, you know what, I think, screw it. I'd rather just post it and like, move on or just like show other people that it's okay. You know, like not everything has to be 100% perfect all the time. And I think that the more all of us do that, the more we kind of give permission to other people to do the same thing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think the title of our podcast will be Showing Up Squishy. (laughs) 
Yes, I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> like, you can't stop I, living, you I, know? Exactly. And I'm wondering now, like, I wonder if that's what, like, because, you know, you're like an entrepreneur and I'm that way too. Like, so many times I've shown up before I thought I was ready and I just yeah. like, fuck it. And I, po- you know, I just posted it. Okay, whatever happens, gonna happen. And I've been lucky and like, it's always worked out for me. <laughs> but you know what? I you think know, you um, have to take those risks, right? Because I, because you never know. You kind of have to like throw paint at the wall and hope that it sticks, you know? <laughs> and you don't know until yeah. you do it. And so the yeah. fact that you're giving yourself the permission to just do it and just try, it, that's that's the only way to figure it out. Celebrate your innate talents and radiance with gifts for the creative soul by me your muse fairy estelle visually magic paper products that are proudly painted in coastal Bay, nova scotia and printed locally here in halifax this year i made my third large wall calendar it is published independently each month is bursting with flowers and butterflies to add a spark of magic to your life. And guess what? The ChicWest Planner is back in full force, helping you plan, journal, exercise your creativity. This book is filled with your favorite she art and words. I swear, this planner is everything to help you live aware, bold, and whole. Both the Magic Garden Calendar and the ChicWest Planner are seasonal products. And once they are gone, they are gone. Order today at www.estellethompson.com paper shop or simply copy paste the link from your show notes. Happy holidays. Yeah, and to figure your voice out too, like I know for me, like, what's showing up repeatedly like every day, whether, and for us, it's on social. And I do want it for every, anyone. And you can tell me what you think about this, Kayla, but like, I don't think having a voice necessarily means like showing up on social media every day. Like, I feel like we're all leaders in our own rights and that starts in our home first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel people can't, we can't in our day and age, like it's really hard to, differentiate that but I do want to make that clear I also think too like there's so much pressure to be you know quote unquote your own boss or to run your own business and for some reason we've kind of gotten in this mindset that like if you're not running your own business that you're not successful in somehow or like you need like a side hustle or you need 25 side hustles but you know if you're you know, an accountant or you're a lawyer and you're crushing your job, like, and you're so good at it, then don't let anyone make you feel bad about that. You don't need, everyone's like, I want to be my own boss and I want to run my own business. But I will be the first one to tell you that when you run your own business, you, you're not your own boss. Like everyone is your boss. Whenever money is exchanged, you have a boss. And I think there's just this like weird kind of view that we've kind of gotten to. And I think social media is partly to blame because we sort of romanticize it. And I think that if, you know, and just like you said, we need to be leaders in our own lives. And that doesn't mean that you have to be a social media influencer. It's just bananas. (laughs) I know. Or just like, and I love how 
I just my last interview I did before you. Um, I love the the my guest just said I just want to be a mom. And yeah. Then part of me was like just a mom. Wait a minute. Just yeah. That? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> just that and like how wonderful you know like to it's like it's okay nothing like I I just you know having a voice doesn't mean just having a public voice exactly you know, that's, like, that's what I meant to say and yeah. I think that sometimes like gets confused um you know with with that but and I love your message of I love that word squishy I think it's going to be a new word <laughs> I think we're all a little squishy right now <laughs> yes and um and so tell me how you've talked about dance you love to dance but how you know how have you been able to like creatively uh like just find an outlet whether it be like through writing or dancing like how is that how you find body confidence you think in your life yeah I have I absolutely love dance and so it's funny enough actually because I found dance after I got hit by a car um which has been something that has just been like truly amazing for me. Um, but I needed to do something physical after I got hit by a car because they said that if I don't, then I would like, I could like seize up and like things just wouldn't work as well. And so I went to the gym and I hated it because I was so bored and I had no idea what I was doing. So I joined dance and loved it. And I love that it's a way to A, exercise, but B, express yourself. And so I've done, I've done dance now for probably 16 years. And I think it's just such a great way to use your body in a way to express yourself, but in so many different ways. So I've done so many different kinds of dance from, you know, like ballet to like hip hop to musical theater, which is my favorite because it's definitely a bit more of like on the acting side. And I think it just goes back to that stuff we talked about before where, you know, it's, how I felt as a kid like that's who I was as a kid I was putting on like full concerts on my lawn with my little like boom box and just like singing and dancing all of the time and I think there's such freedom in that and I know that people have their their things with dance because you're constantly seeing yourself in a mirror and it can be a little bit toxic and you're around other women and maybe they're smaller than you. And so you can sort of get yourself into this like competitive, negative headspace. But and not to say that that never happens because it, it definitely does. But for me, I find dance to be such a vacation. <laughs> like it's like a little vacation in the run of a day. So, you know, I'm going through my life and things can suck and whatever, but then I can go to dance and I'm like, okay, hand goes here, this goes there. You can't think about anything else because if you do, you'll probably fall over or <laughs> you'll mess up the choreography. So for me, it's one of those truly present in my body things. And I don't know that there's anything that I love more than that. I love that. You really found where, you know, field of of ease you know for you to go dancing uh what about writing then um writing for sure oh my goodness 
obviously with everything that I've been through, I've had to learn coping skills because <laughs> I just, yeah. it's, it's so much and it's so much emotions and it's, it was so much heartache and disappointment. And, you know, yeah. even growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. And when I was in school, I worked like eight jobs. And so I haven't always been dealt an easy hand and things and I'm super sensitive on top of it. So it's just like a whole mess. <laughs> but I would say the way that I got through so much was with writing. And so even when I was younger, I used to like do like diaries, even though my sister used to read them, but whatever. Um, <laughs> um, oh, siblings. Oh, siblings. Um, but yeah, I think it helped me kind of make sense of like how I felt or, you know, when you feel like a storm of emotions and it just feels like everything is chaotic. It felt like something that quieted that for me. And I think even now with um, blogging and Instagram, I think when I can figure out how to condense things into a tiny caption or into a blog post, like I am kind of working through my thoughts and emotions and feelings and, um, yeah, it absolutely helps. I feel like until I get it on paper, I don't think I really fully understand how I feel, if that makes sense. I know that's really weird, but no, it's not. I, I, I completely like this completely lands with me that too. Like I whenever something happens, like, I don't even have words for it. And I feel like just writing helps me put words to what's happening, you know? Yeah, like understanding. Um, so for sure, like I've been blogging now, almost 10 years, which is wild. Like I am a blogger dinosaur. (laughs) Amazing. Um, And if I go back, obviously, and look at look back at my old posts and uh, look, look at the things that I was like thinking like that is a reflection of how I felt in that moment, you know, and of of course, it changes and you hope it changes because you don't work so hard to stay the same always. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's really helped me kind of understand the world around me, but then also like really understand myself, which I know is like kind of narcissistic. <laughs> no, because also you have an audience and that probably keeps you accountable. You find that or is that is that a pressure? No, I think it's great because they're so supportive and I feel like when I am authentically myself and I am, it's received. And I think, you know, it always like boggles my mind when I see people online who are very different when you meet them in real life. I can't stand that. Oh my God, Kayla. I was just talking about this this week. Sorry. But you like, were? I cannot stand that. It's awful. It's awful. Why would you do that? Like, I'm just sorry. I just, something happened this week that like made me, I was like, oh my God, like, I think you should do a class on that. (laughs) I know, right? I think people see, they see a specific model and they think, if I follow this, I will be successful too. But the thing is, is that you should always be yourself first because it's so exhausting being somebody else. Like I show up as myself every day. I'm not tired because this is it. Like this is, I'm the same on, off, all of the things, but if I was pretending to be something else, or if I felt like I needed to be something else to be successful, like you will burn out eventually. 
And then on top of that, like the jig will be up eventually too. Like people will figure it out and they will leave you behind because they're like, well, this chick's not legit. Like I'm out of here, you know? Oh, I need I need you back for like a social media podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> because that for me, like social media fascinates me so much in terms of the psychology. Like I do understand why it's so scary. Like I remember when I first launched my website, like it felt like I was completely naked yeah. all of a sudden. Like I was like, oh my God, here I am. Like, it's just like my, it felt like almost awful that to be exposed in that way. Um, And I think it it gets super complex with like you and I, where like our brands are so personal Mm -hmm. too. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And I get where people are like, they, let's say I meet somebody that follows me online. Like they really feel they know me and that's great. But like, I'm just so much more than what I post online. Do you feel like that? Yeah, and actually, it's so funny that you say that because before I hopped on this, I was on my stories and I was talking about the fact that, like, I had a really shitty migraine yesterday. And I was like, yeah. you know, I apologize for being a Debbie Downer, you know, because it's kind of a buzzkill to be like, womp, womp, I had this dumb headache. Um, but I also think, and what I said in my stories is that, like, it's important that you see those things, too, because it's so easy for you to look at my Instagram and be like, oh, her life is perfect. Or, oh, you know, she just gets free stuff in the mail every day. But, like, I'm a human being, too, and I have sucky days just like everybody else. And I think a little dose of that perspective here and there definitely isn't a bad thing, you know? And I feel like, for me, when I don't share those things, it's like, Am I like hiding something about my life? Like, why? Like, is this like a secretive thing? Like, it's it's weird. Like, I feel, I feel like I need to share those things. Is that weird? No, no. And and again, it's it's actually leading to my next question, which is like, how can we like just unlearn? Right. Like this is something you've learned, like, oh, like I don't want to be I don't want to bring anybody down, you mm-hmm. know, and I feel like the more we share days with others, it's like, oh, my God, it's like normal to have a shitty day. It's normal to have migraines. It's not like it's a human thing, you know, Yeah. Like, you know, that's what I'm about, you know, and like like we've been so deprived from feeling in our culture or like even like find a place where we can be we can show up unashamed you know whether we're showing up squishy or squishy or whatever yeah I think it's like this idea of perfectionism and I think it's really it's impossible to be perfect all the time so if we're only ever showing that perfect side of us then I don't know that people could really ever relate to us, you know, like actually, um, maybe on like a superficial level or, you know, very surface level, but until you kind of open yourself up a little bit to that vulnerability, then like, I feel like your relationships with your audience are so much deeper at that level. Like I feel so connected to the people that follow me and I, I talk to some people like every single day from all over the world in different countries. And to me, that's why I do this. Like, that's what I love about what I do. I I hardly ever pay attention to the numbers. I should because it's my job. But I care so much more about the people. And I think in order to do that, you, you do sort of have to open up a little bit. I feel the same way. And I thought that was something I really struggled with, with during the pandemic because like, 
because we weren't, I wasn't seeing people on like, you know, physical, you know, it was, everything was on zoom and everything was like through Facebook lives or whatever. And like, everything was numbers, you know, and you kind of touch with like, you know, with the human connection. And I started teaching again, like two weeks ago, and there was like nine women in the room. And I, I got really emotional. I was like, that's a, nine is a lot of people. (laughs) It's a lot of eyeballs. (laughs) But like, I was like, even like one person, like nine people. And then like, sometimes I, it's like, it's a lot of people to like impact and Mm -hmm. like be close to. And like, somehow I had like forgotten that, you know, and I love, like, I too, like, I just like, to love our communities and like people that we're close with, whether that be virtual or like the, like, it's such a beautiful, like connection to have no matter, but like, sometimes I need to be reminded like, Oh, it's like, it's like real people behind their phones, you know? Oh, definitely. And it's it like, it's funny because sometimes I like meet people in real life and they're like, Oh, I follow you. And like in those moments, I'm like, Oh Yeah people watch me every day. Like I forget. Like I literally, like legit forget. Maybe it's like a defense mechanism, but like I do. (laughs) I get so inspired by knowing other women's like, you know, favorite tools for soft growth. And just, you know, on a personal level, we've been together at events like the Lole, like yoga class, and then the Soul Sunday and all that. So I know you do love that um, kind of personal development and stuff. Do you have tools like maybe you don't do every day, but maybe you do that you kind of go to, uh, you've talked about dance and writing. Is there anything else? Yeah. And honestly, anyone who's listening to this, I know that, you know, times are hard right now, but if you ever get a chance to do a class with Estelle, you have to do it because she's so lovely. And the classes are just like, you will remember this class for the rest of your life. And Estelle, like you, I don't know that you fully know how amazing you are. And I I know that this is like, (laughs) I'm totally fangirling you right now, but it's it's true. Like I've loved everything that you've ever done. Um, So if anyone has a chance to do that, you should. But on top of that, I would say um, the things that- I'm blushing. (laughs) You're the best. Um, Yeah. I love all of those like women getting together, workshop things. Like I will do any of those things because I think they're so fun. Um, But then on top of that, like I love to listen to podcasts, which, you know, you have that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I listen to the um, Super Soul Sunday ones with Mama Oprah. (laughs) I love her. Um, And then, you know, just trying like I love yoga um I've always loved yoga I used to do yoga in high school it was like on tv there was like a woman who would do it at like 6 a.m and there was no yoga studios where I grew up like there was it was so far away from me and like my life but it was on tv so I used to do her like one little half hour class in the morning and um I'm like such a peppy person so I definitely need to be like brought back down to earth (laughs) (laughs) through like meditations and yoga and um I love like meditation apps though I should definitely do them more often but yeah dance working out in general um even though I gave myself a migraine yesterday it is Mm -hmm. something that I feel like those endorphins are like a drug to me like I feel so much Mm -hmm. better after I exercise I feel better when I do exercise 
Um, but sometimes I just need to obviously pace myself. <laughs> it's kind of a new question I'm asking, but like if somebody would come up to you, Kayla, and be like, uh, you seem so confident. You seem, you are confident. How can I have more of that in my kind of body love journey? What, what would you tell this person? Um, I love that question. So first of all, I would say um, I definitely don't feel confident all of the time. I think when we realize that everyone has insecurities sometimes or like everyone second guesses themselves. But I would just say that I do the things anyway. So I just, I don't think about that stuff or I don't let that stuff hold me back. Like if I want to do a TV segment, then I'm doing a TV segment. It's whatever I'm wearing is whatever I'm wearing. That's fine. Like I'm focusing on the things that are coming out of my mouth, the things that I want to say, the way that I want to make people feel like those are the things that I'm focusing on more than, you know, what dress I have on or whatever. Um, And then I would just say, you know, we are all special. And I know that's like, like a dorky thing to say, but it's true. And I think we all have our own skills and our own strengths. And we kind of need to just like figure out whatever those are and just lean so far into them (laughs) that no one will stop you from anything that you're doing. Um, And I think that's what makes the world interesting and such a beautiful thing. So um, we should absolutely be leaning into those things, because I think we're, you know, holding the world back from all of the greatness that we have if we're not doing them, you know? That's right. I love, I love this answer. Yeah. Even sometimes like when I think like, even if one person like, I don't know, gets something out of what I shared, then like, that's great. You know? hundred like, percent. Yeah. And I think that when we, and I, I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but when we give ourselves permission to do the things we're also allowing other people to do the same things. So instead of thinking of it like, oh, this is a selfish thing, like these are my goals, you can kind of think of it more of like a collective experience. So, you know, this is me, I'm a woman, I'm just like going for it. And in going for it, someone might see what I'm doing and be like, you know what, I'm going to do this too. Or you know what, her voice sounds like mine. And I'm just going to be like, screw it. (laughs) I'm going for it. All right, we're into the kind of fast, quick answer. Perfect. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Do you have a favorite mantra? Um, Ooh, favorite mantra. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Ooh, favorite flower. Okay. Wildflowers. It goes with your like imperfect, showing up imperfect. Exactly. (laughs) What about a favorite book? perhaps you've read about dance or about body confidence or blogging or um I love the you are a badass book and I think it applies to anything if you feel kind of like stuck in any way shape or form in your life read that book and you will remember why you're a badass incredible I've seen that book so many times I've never picked it up I should definitely you should you will love it I think you will love it <laughs> Amazing. And how about do you you said you listen to Soul Sunday? Is there other podcasts you listen to? Um, what other ones do I listen to? So I actually listen to like a very scandalous podcast. <laughs> um, which maybe it could be body positive too, but it's called yeah. Going to Bed with Garcelle. She's uh, one of the real housewives on Beverly Hills. And okay. I just love their um 
unapologetic conversations about like sex and femininity. And I feel like there's not a lot of that that happens elsewhere. And so it's, uh, I think everyone should listen to it. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. I will. I always look for a podcast like that. Like, and yeah, like more things. It's nice to tune into a podcast too, where it's just like funny like you know it's gonna make you laugh you know I'm like I love always that. cracking up so I listen to it at the gym and I'm like on the elliptical dying laughing and I'm listening to like this scandalous podcast and everyone around me probably thinks I'm like Looney Tunes but it's it's so fun and I love it <laughs> And uh, how about a favorite show that you watch lately? Ooh, favorite show. Um, I've been watching the, I guess it's not, has nothing to do with body, but I've been watching the Backyard Envy show on Hey You, which is all about like gardening and it's fun. It's like oh, reality yeah. TV with that. But then I also have been loving the new um, Zac Efron show. Um, I just think it shows a little bit of a different side of him, but I love his messaging. The Down to Earth, I watched it with my son Isaiah. It was like the perfect thing to watch with your kid, I think. Right. I love um, the sort of like responsibility messages, um, the sort of collective kind of like this is one earth. We're all working towards keeping it happy and healthy and yeah I think everyone should watch it it was good it was very well done I thought and Zac Efron is not too bad to look at either I mean (laughs) you gotta learn about climate change doesn't hurt right (laughs) what about what about a favorite treat uh it can be food but it doesn't have to be do you have one I know you said you mentioned wine you're oh yes I love some Prosecco in my life um I would say french fries like I love french fries I could eat them every day of my whole entire life um anything salty amazing (laughs) and um I have. It's been such a delight to have you, Kayla. You're just full, always just so full of life and funny and clever and quick witted. Oh, I feel the same way about you. Uh, and you'll have to come back because I there's lots of I love talking about social media with you and uh, you seem as passionate as me and kind of like debunking a lot of stuff that's happening on there I would Um, love to I am always about all of that I mean we spend so much time there right so we do Mm -hmm. yeah um so we'll have to have you back on for sure but my last question um it's it's another new one and it's one that kind of stemmed from the pandemic and kind of being like you know isolated a little bit but um for me it kind of felt we were like you know creating like a new world and you know after our conversation with like the relationship we have with our bodies and showing up and like what do you wish for this kind of new world I feel that's like birthing that we're creating what do you wish for a woman to know um I hope that we kind of just leave all of the body nonsense behind I think you know, so many of us don't fit into that cookie cutter expectation. Um, So why are we like punishing ourselves because we don't, you know, like it represents such a tiny margin. Um, I think we should just celebrate who we are and celebrate the things that we're doing and the things that we can do for each other before all of the rest of it. I feel like there's such a pressure for women to look a certain way. And I think if we could leave anything behind, I would want it to be that. Oh, I concur. I concur. Kayla, you're great. You're great. Where where can we find you and how can we support you? 
Um, so you can find me on pretty much all social media platforms at Short Presents. My last name's Short, so of course you have to have a sense of humor about it. <laughs> <laughs> Along with my voice, so I'm just like really funny. <laughs> um, and then shortpresents.com is my website. And uh, yeah, come say hi. Yeah, and we can read your blog on your website, yes? Yes, yep. Thanks again so much for talking to us today. Bye, Kayla. Bye. Bye.